it's just all about the way I think about it is if you want to if you want to go in that direction, the first thing you want to do is make sure you're not heading the opposite way. So mm. it's just a simple wow. concept, right? So mm -hmm. If I want to get a job with BMW, I'm not going to waste my time applying to Toyota. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I'm putting all my energy into BMW, right? Sure. And I think the mistake make sometimes is that they're already planning uh the you know their plan b or whatever or mm. in case this fails you know mm. i might as well just have this in the and by doing that what you're doing is subconsciously also telling yourself that you're not gonna make not it mm. yeah or you're not you know so yeah. i think that is very important when you think about it that way it is so mm -hmm. important and that's what that's that's where that mindset comes from. You just gotta go with your gut, you know, in that situation, which is exactly what I mm. did. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I didn't know if I was gonna get into trouble by just showing up and trying to talk to people. All I cared about was This show is sponsored by Scribble Horde. It's a creative business that creates tools and resources that helps creatives build successful creative brands. One of the ways that we've done this is with the Scribble Sketchpad. This is a guided sketchpad that helps take you from an idea to the execution of the idea. With productivity tools, inspirational quotes and creative prompts, start taking ownership of bringing your ideas to life with this sketchpad. Get yours at scribblehoard.com and use code PODCAST to get 10% off your first order. Tosin, how are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I'm pumped for this interview. Uh, I know it's been a long time coming and honestly, like, yeah. I, I think that uh, what is so great about... Um, you is you have so much wisdom um and like you don't really like like you don't really you're not uh proud about it like i love your humility around how you really um a um really give value if you aren't following tosin on um, social media like you're missing out um his encouraging uh posts as well um especially you know I actually saw your story this morning about how yeah. um, if you want to give value to someone, uh, so if you want to, um, what was it? If you want to uh, get help from someone, right? You should make sure that you have really shown that you have um, really put the problem really put the problem in like your view of thought, like really thought about like the problem and really tried to solve the problem for yourself before asking for help. And I was just like, wow like that's so true like no one will actually feel like yep. helping you if you yep. haven't done the work to try and help your first first that's right what where, where did that inspiration come from do you think <laughs> that inspiration funny enough actually came from my for the first book that i wrote um which is self-titled my page name passion reveals purpose so that's where that inspiration come from, comes from. So showing okay. commitment to your problem before going to people with the problem. And I think what led me to write 
that is my experience, personal experience when I left uni and I was looking for a job mm -hmm. and I was applying for jobs online and, you know, you get all these emails back. Unfortunately, we regret to inform you and this and this and that. And I'm like, that. <laughs> let, let that right. I'm like, let's be fair. These people, they don't really owe me anything. I'm sitting yeah. at home on my computer, sending them resume and then they just, yeah. you know, I'm like, not really putting enough effort into this. So mm. I, what I did was I took a list of 50 IT companies in Brisbane mm. and I went knocking on the doors, like showed yeah. up, you know, you know, face to face, yeah. asking to talk to the managers or whoever's in charge. Um, so when I saw these people, what they saw was, wow, the effort, you know, you, you put it in to come mm. to us and ask for a job. That's very mm. impressive. I got a job, uh, the first attempt I made, oh no, sorry, the third attempt I made, I got a job right there mm -hmm. on the spot. That was my very wow. first On your third attempt? On my third attempt. On wow. the, the same day, the day that I started doing this, I got a job. <laughs> the it's a long story. You should, it's in my book. I wrote about it. Um, mm -hmm. I got a job right there and I was asked how much I wanted to be paid. You know, what it was, you were asked how much you wanted to be paid. Exactly. How much did you put on the, what, what was your, what was your first like offer and did they accept it? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that answer to be honest with you. So I wasn't prepared for it because I actually had a chance <laughs> to sit down with the CEO of this company who said to me, so mm. tell me how much you want to be paid. And I'm like, Oh, can I think about it and get back to you tomorrow? And it was like, sure, absolutely. Let me know tomorrow. So I went back home, did my research. Hmm. Yeah, my research and came back with an offer and they didn't say no to it. Uh, that was my very first experience. And that showed me the power of showing commitment to your problems so hmm. that when people see you, they really want to help you. They want to, you know, help you get there. You know, that's very important. I love that. Okay, so like side note, was that when you like were asking for how much to get paid, were you asking like the average your type of person in your experience that will get paid, or were you like shooting for a bit a bit higher above average? I was trying to shoot. So but at the time I was Let's also go. more <laughs> I was also more interested in getting the experience. You know, I just needed the job to get the experience. Yeah. So, you know, I, I went with the rule, you know, of, you know, plus a, you know, plus a $10,000. I'm like, okay, mm. this is the industry average. Okay. I'm going to add 10 to that and see if they try to negotiate, you know, but fortunately it was like, that's okay. We'll, we'll pay you that. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Maybe I should have asked for more. <laughs> I mean, look, like, I think that even the fact that you still shot your shot with going above average. I mean, that like, mm -hmm. I mean, there you go. I remember um, my friend, he finished high school and he didn't want to go to uni and mm. he was looking for a job and he got his first job at a car dealership. And how he got that job yeah. was the funniest thing. Um, what he did was he literally was calling up different businesses and all he did was called them. He said, Hey, I want to speak to your manager. Okay. So they, they transferred him to the manager. Hey, I'm looking for a job. Do you have any, do you have any jobs going? And they're like, Oh, I'm like, 
Yeah. Great. When's my interview? That was his fire. Great. <laughs> when is my interview? I kid you not. When's I was that? shocked. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean when's my interview? <laughs> but he, they like 100% as soon as he called the dealership mm. up and he said the same thing. They're like, are you free tomorrow? He's like, yep, sure. I'll come in. Went in, got the job. Now he's working for a BMW dealership. Oh, wow. I kid you not. And so in my head, I was like, no qualifications. He didn't do anything TAFE or he didn't go. And, you know, how do I? He just went straight up like, hey, do you have any jobs? Great. When's my interview? And they're like, I love the initiative. Um, and so that's what your story yeah, sure. reminded me of, because I think that a lot of the time um, we can think of 101 ways that um, really going for the job that we want um, won't work. You know, we can think of 101 ways where, you know, going for, um, you know, going to, to cold call a client or, you know, trying to get more customers in your business. Like we can think about, um, yeah, how, how it won't work. And I've been in that position myself. Um, so I guess my next question yeah. to you is how do we, how do we, um, get out of, get out of that? Get out of that mindset how, way. Or more so how do we step into the mindset of confidently just going for it? Yeah. Um, so here's, this is what I, here's what I think is for me personally, um, uh, you have to have clarity in terms of what you really want because i think one of the mm. problems that we sometimes is we're not clear on where we want to go so as a result mm. we're not clear on, on how to get there so for, for me i had a, a clear cut you know image of where i wanted to work what i wanted to do mm. so it's easier for me to kind of like uh, you know have a short list of places that i wanted to talk to and mm -hmm. if you have that you have you have a uh, you're more confident let me put it this way another way you can think about mm. this is i've been doing a lot with partnerships lately and when you mm. when you meet people and talk about partnerships the first thing they want to know is what are your growth goals what what is the things what are the things you want to achieve if you're mm. not able to articulate that uh you're never going to get anything out of that conversation mm. so it's like going to a partnership conversation and telling them I'm going to be the best partner that you've ever worked with. Mm. First thing they're going to do is stop and think like, like what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Where are you coming from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But before you could, before you can make a statement like that, you must have had a really, really clear, clearly defined goals as to what you want to do with this partner, what you're going to do for them and how you're mm. going to make that happen. It's, statement you make because if you just make that statement and you have nothing to back it up you know you're going to regret it <laughs> so yeah for me for sure. i think getting into that mindset requires um knowing for sure uh what is it what what it is that you want to do um and mm. then knowing exactly um you know how it should look and you know what it should look like you know and, and i know that may sound a little bit vague but mm. uh, it's just all about the way I think about it is if you want to, if you want to go in that direction, the first thing you want to do is make sure you're not heading the opposite way. So mm. it's just a simple, wow. concept, right? So mm -hmm. If I want to get a job with BMW, 
I'm not going to waste my time applying to Toyota. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. I feel that. I feel that. (laughs) I'm putting all my energy into BMW, right? And I think the mistake make sometimes is that they're already planning uh the you know their plan b or whatever or mm. in case this fails you know mm. i might as well just have this in the and by doing that what you're doing is subconsciously also telling yourself that you're not gonna make not it mm. yeah or you're not you know so yeah. i think that is very important when you think about it that way it is so mm-hmm. important and that's what that's that's where that mindset comes from. You just gotta go with your gut, you know, in that situation, which is exactly what I mm. did. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I didn't know if I was gonna get into trouble by just showing up and trying to talk to people. All I cared about was mm. I need to speak to people in this industry and I need them to give me a job. That's all. <laughs> no. So that's very important. I love that. And like was the question of Am I going to make it? Am I, um, is this going to work out? Like that come into mind or was like, was your mindset just straight? Like, I'm going to do this and this is going to work out. And that's that, like no plan B doesn't matter like how long it takes or like, what was your mindset stepping into that? And what helped you stay in that mindset? My mindset was, what's the percentage of people looking for jobs like what percentage of people out there looking for work are doing Mm. what i'm about to do Mm. like Mm. you have to put yourself (laughs) in a place where you have advantage Mm -hmm. you know when i thought about that i'm like maybe five percent you know so if you become Mm. a part of that five percent chances just went up you know of getting a job actually just went up yeah and that's the same thing as well no matter what it is that you're trying to achieve you have to look at approaches and ways that most people are not going to consider or approaches and ways yeah. that people are going to consider too risky, too dangerous mm. or too you know whatever the same thing goes for investments you know people who really really you know cash out on investments are people who are like aggressive they, t- they take risk and they do things that most people wouldn't do mm. you know that was my mindset like okay most people are just sitting at home applying on the computers if i step out and go out and speak to people I, i've I've already leveraged something that most people aren't doing and i'm i'm already mm. in a different you know, on a different level you know they see you as coming with more uh, what's the word i'm looking for uh they see you as having you know been proactive you know Imagine if you're like, if you run a company and someone comes to you, mm. you know, asking for a job, you know, and then at the same time, you got an email from another guy applying for a job. Who are you going to get mm. the job to? Like, it's a yeah. no brainer. So it's yeah. just showing, you know, showing that, you know, Initially. that proactiveness that, okay, I can think of things yeah. before I actually need them. That's what that. That's all. That's really important. Really, that's. I think that was what my mindset was. I just wanted to put myself in a place where I have an advantage over everyone else in the in the market looking for a job. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what's wild? Like, I love how um, we've just really just started this uh, conversation and we haven't really like even got into much about what you do, um, how we kind of got here. And um, I love it already because like if you're, if you're listening, um, you can just already tell the type of person that Tristan is. He has so much um, to give and I'm really, really pumped um, to, yeah, to really um, continue this conversation with um, him. Um, Tosin, tell us more about how you got to where you are. You are many, many things, my friend. You are an e-commerce consultant. You are a course creator, an author, a founder of a gospel choir, <laughs> uh, frequent holidayer, uh, golfer. Like, tell us, I mean, like, that's a lot of things, my man. And obviously, you need a lot of time um, to be able to do all of those things. And obviously, you've created... Um, you know, a space where you can afford the time to do all these things. So can you tell us more about how you got to where you are, how, um, yeah, where you started, where you are now, how it's going? Wow. So I hope you have the time for that. <laughs> so this, uh, I'd say this goes way, way back. If I have to really go all the way back, I would go back to when I was 17. Uh, that's when everything really changed for me, to be honest. Mm. Way back when I was 17, um, last year in high school, um, I had a moment where I just thought to myself, what I, what am I going to do with my life or what I wanted to do with myself? So at that time, you know, that's, that's not the kind of question you want to entertain. Mm. You just want to have fun, you know, <laughs> you know, people. So I came across a guy called uh, Miles Monroe. Right. You may have heard of him. He's, he passed away now. So he's, he's an author and also uh, a preacher and, you know, motivational speaker. He's a lot of things. So I read a couple of yeah. his books and that's what really changed everything for me. Um, I, I realized at that point in time that I need to decide and make up my mind where I want to be the next 10, 15, 20 years. So I sat down when I was 17 and I wrote my goals for the next 30 years. Mm. I wrote my goals, I wrote where I want to be and the things I wanted to do for the next 30 years. I still have that piece of paper in my house today, wow. you know, many, many years. Ago. So, and when I did that, the next step for me was obviously I need to put myself in places where I can learn and grow and become the kind of person I want to be. Mm -hmm. So I started, I went into reading, I started reading like books. I just read everything I could read. Um, you know, I read, some, I came across something, uh, a guy who said, if you want to get better at finances, you make sure you read finance books uh, mm. equal to the number of your Make sure you read management books equal to the number of your age. So I was 17. I was like, where am I going to find wow. 17 books on finance? So that was my approach when I was 17. I read 17 books in topics that, that, I'm that I was interested in. So by yeah. the time I was done reading all these books, I had so much information that I was just busting to do something. You know what I'm saying? Busting to do something. That's where my journey really started. I went and studied networking and cybersecurity. I studied I studied that in Singapore. Um, mm. I lived there for three years studying, uh, living with my brothers. And then I came to Australia and did my second degree, did my master's before I went into mm -hmm. working in e-commerce. 
so I guess I'm saying all of that to say everything I'm doing now was like possible because of the foundation that I laid when it comes to learning. Mm. It's important to learn um, because I think the uh, well, the world we live in today, I know it's drastically changed, you know, like yeah. everything is accessible on social media, you know, everything's accessible on the internet. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I think what's really, really important is to not confuse um uh, social media uh uh social media noise with actual growth mm-hmm. you know i think that's what our generation is missing because uh you can see a lot of people doing a lot of things on social media but when we take that offline what's the value mm-hmm. of it wow. what value are you really adding or what value are you really contributing to your industry or to the space that you're working in yeah, if you take sure. all of that off if you switch off the online mm-hmm. part of it do you have anything left you know, that's very, and I mean, it, it may sound traditional, but that was my approach. And anyway, so mm. I went from there, I had a period where I just study, 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 study. I know this sounds, you know, very Nigerian, you know, you can relate <laughs> to this, you know, parents are like study, 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 that's you know, true. you have your, you have your first degree that they're already thinking about your masters and mm-hmm. then they're, they're talking about. Any chance you do a PhD? PhD? And I'm like, uh-uh. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I had a period of about seven to nine years where I was just studying back to back to back to back. Hmm. Three degrees later, one master's degree, two business diplomas. Jeez. All of this stuff. All of this stuff just back to back. And that's where I really, really, I was able to fine-tune what I wanted to do with my life I was like okay mm. my work is my work is really in three different spaces IT um, mm. self-development and music so and I made sure that I had something going on in each one of these categories that. that I could build over time mm. so that was from quitting my job to starting a consulting business in IT and also mm. starting a gospel which isn't just a gospel choir, but attached to it is an entertainment business called Sing Entertainment that does okay. all the management and the booking for the choir. Wow. And on top of that, I have Passion Rivers Purpose, which is about self-development, writing books, you know, encouraging people, just mm-hmm. just adding value. They're just sharing content like what you're talking about earlier. Mm. It's just, I just want to share as much as possible to help someone, you know, and that's where my journey really started now i'm at a point where i just want to manage all three and then just grow you know Mm. each you know category of what i'm doing Mm. so um yeah that's like how it started yeah i love that like you have what i noticed from what from what you just said is that you spent your time acquiring information and skills Mm -hmm. um you spent your time really delving into what like Number one, where am I going? So clarify the goal and where you want to go. And then from there, you built out the skills um, necessary to be able to achieve that goal. Um, And I think that's so important because, you know, at the end of the day, um, I love what you said. (laughs) When you remove social media, what's left? Um, Because I think, you know, our audience are obviously creative entrepreneurs and social media is a huge part of um, what what they do. Social media is something that, you know, whether it's for their personal brand or for their business, um essentially like 
social media is, is what gets their name out there. And we often find that, you know, um, we have a lot of people who think that social media is, is, um, is everything, right? We think that, you know, um, we may think that, oh, I see you Tosin online and, oh, like you do your passion reveals purpose thing online and that's all you do. Or, you know, like I, you know, you would think that, um, you know, like what you seen there is what reality is, but obviously it's not. Um, and I love, I love how you really highlighted the fact that it's important for us to really uh, make sure that we get um, the information that we need first. Um, and then go into, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, our, our, whatever area that our goals, our dreams kind of lead into. Um, but talk to me about your entrepreneurial journey, because you just mentioned that you do three different things. And I didn't even know the gospel choir was like a, like a, like a business, had an entrepreneurial side to it, to be honest, until you just mentioned it. How did you get started in the whole entrepreneurial space? Because obviously you just shared your story about coming, you know, going into, you know, the workforce, going to take what's yours, a very aggressive approach that not a lot of people would actually, you know, do aggressive, proactive, probably a better even choice of words. But how did you go from that to, okay, now I want to run my own show. Um, and essentially like, how did you transition that? And obviously you're, you're doing well for yourself. How, how, what was the journey towards actually achieving those goals? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, this is where I always say, like, you have to define, um, you have to define your transition before you even get there. Whoa. Because otherwise when, otherwise when you, when you arrive at it, you're not going to recognize it. Wow. Yeah. Say that again. Say that again. So me, <laughs> you have to define your transition period before you even arrive at it. Wow. So when you get there, you recognize it. I say, okay, this is where I want it to be to transition into this. Mm. You know, think about athletes, for example, when they retire from the sport, you know, some of them have goals, they have objectives. I want to win five championships and I'm going to retire. Mm. If you don't, if, if you don't set that goal, you're not going to know when you're at that point. Mm. And some of them could say things like, just before we got on this call, I was reading on social media, Tom Brady just retired. And mm. one thing he said, was, he said, he, he told himself a while ago, like when I, whenever I get to a point where I can no longer give, no longer give 100% of my commitment and effort to this sport, I'm going to quit. Wow. And he's at that point right now, it feels like I don't have the 100% to give. Mm. So defining that moment, was really critical for me and for me one of those one of one of the definitions that i had was income mm. like when i get income bracket i want to transition into doing something else because that income bracket will give me the opportunity to fund something else mm. so i can slowly move into it so if you're earning forty five thousand dollars a year that's probably not enough for you to start thinking about start, start starting a business on the side yeah i don't know what your expenses are <laughs> but maybe you can say when i get to seventy five thousand, mm. i'm going to take 20 out of that and start investing it into businesses wow 
you know, by being intentional, being specific like that, when you get to that point, you're not going to miss it, you know, because you already made the promise to yourself, you already mm -hmm. made the commitment. Mm. You take that 20,000, you start investing it into businesses, and then slowly, 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 you can transition into moving yourself out of an employment to being a full-time business owner or like a consultant, like I did. Mm. So the income bracket was it for me. When I got to that point, I said, okay, this is when I need to start thinking about transitioning. And then the opportunity presented itself in the form of uh, when I was on a job, you know, a friend of mine left the job and quit the job to start a consulting agency, was still wor working for the company. And I saw the opportunity. I said to myself, oh, this is perfect, you know, because I didn't even have to put any money into it. All I had mm -hmm. to do was shop and work with the same clients that I'm already working with on the job. Mm. So that's what really did it for me. Defining the moment of my transition mm. is how I knew it was time for me to go from a paid job to a consulting business. So with that job, was that the job that you called up that you wanted to, um, you wanted a, a job? With the the third one that you caught up. Wow. Okay. And so how is that like, <laughs> wow. So how's that transition? The third one that I called up wasn't actually the last job that I had. It was okay, the first cool. job that I had coming out of uni. So that was the department of transport in Queensland. Right. So I, they had, they had an arrangement with a private company called Transmax. And what Transmax does, Transmax develops the software and the tools that the, that TMR uses to monitor traffic and to do intersection programming. So my job was to mm. actually program the intersection that you drive through. So I was working on programming the lights, you know, and the sequences and all of that uh -huh. stuff. Fun job, by the way. That was my job. And from that job, I went on to work with the Department of Justice doing network administration. Wow. And then from the Department of Justice, I went on to work with the e-commerce company. Mm. That was the, the transition to e-commerce. And from the e-commerce company, that's where I got the idea to start a consulting business. You know, I became a consultant to the company, uh, what they call partners. And then we work with the same clients and the same portfolios that we had as employees. Mm. And that's, that's kind of like the, you know, the, the, the path that I took, you know, three jobs to get there. So, okay. So break this down, okay. break this down for us. Okay. So you're working for an e-commerce business, um, and you think, okay, my friends quit now. Um, and that actually looks like a good idea for me. How did you then go? Okay. Um, let me, a consult the business that I'm actually working in straight out of the, you know, straight out of the, the ring and then number, and B, how did you then set it up in a way that, um, number one, like you, I mean, obviously operating a business, like, do you work with other people? Like, do you like, do you hire anyone or, um, partner with anyone? Yeah. So the way that came about was obviously when I saw my friend doing it, I, you know, he came into the office one day and started talking about his growth and how much money he's making and mm. all this and why he's so good. The fact that he's got so much work, he's looking for people to work for him. And I'm like, are you serious? You know, and he's doing exactly, doing exactly what we were doing, getting mm. paid uh, like a third of what he's earning for. So 
I said to him, I'm really interested in this, so I want to have a look at it. And at the same time, I had, you know, I had a situation, you know, personal family situation that, you know, that meant that I had to go back to the States hmm. to be with family. So what I did was approach the company and said to them, okay, I'm going to quit my job, and but I'm going to stay on as a contractor. I'm still going to work for your clients, but this is my price. This is what I want you to pay me for that. Hmm. And they were like, okay, we'll do that because it's a win-win situation. I have a three year worth of experience with the platform. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm one of the integration specialists. I wrote some of the requirements for the major integrations, which we even want, we want awards for. So wow. to them, it's a no, no, we have to keep this guy or we have to keep working with you. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we add this arrangement. So I went to the U S and, you know, I, I was running my my show from there, you know, contracting for them. And in the process of doing that, that's when I decided I'm actually going to transition fully into my own consulting business and just so uh, you're doing it part -time have a partnership. At the, at the time I was doing it part-time wow. pretty much. And and I decided like, it's time for me to transition into full consulting business and actually mm. become a partner with this company which wow. I, I told them about, we had this conversation and, you know, we set up a partnership and, and, and the rest was history. And I started working with my friend as well. We, mm. we share projects and we, we share clients. So we have a network of friends that we all work together. We all, you know, exchange clients and things like that. It's like a community of friends. So mm -hmm. that's how everything started really. Um, yeah, and the rest was just managing those relationships, you know, managing the opportunities you get. Like I said in, in, in my online course, to say something about for the first three years, for the first two to three years, my business was coming from three main clients. Hmm. All of my business came from like three to five clients in the hmm. first two to three years. Mm -hmm. And that's because we had that relationship prior to starting the business and, you know, you just enjoy repeat business as a result of that. Mm. So then that's very important, I guess, as a consultant, because you're not always going to have the luxury of going out there and signing new clients. So you have mm. to find ways to leverage what you already have and get repeat business. So that's, that's what I did really. I love that. And so I just wanted to um, point something out with what you said was that um, you, um, you were, someone who you see you mentioned that you offered like your leverage when you were leaving part leaving the business turning into consultant you made like you had three years of experience you helped to you know write part of the requirements for the software how did you um uh, one theme that i really realized from what you were just saying is that you really created value before you um really made the transition like there was there was a no-brainer and I'm, I'm not sure, like, were you getting paid less than what you were getting paid when you were working full time or about the same? Uh, I, would, I was actually getting paid more. Wow. <laughs> okay. Hold on. <laughs> so you're not only getting paid more, you were now a consultant for the business you were before you were an employee at. And then number, like, the yeah. third thing that I realized is that, number one, it was a no-brainer for them. So, like... Can you walk us through how did you how do you look at value i mean like in the sense of when you're trying to provide value to you know whether it's your partnerships or whether it's your business or whether it's to your customers you obviously have a really good handle on um what it actually means to uh, 
provide value in reg regardless of the type of relationship that you have. I'd love for you to like break down how do you how did you um, how do you actually provide value to someone um, regardless of the context that it's in. Right. Um, I think when you think about it, value is really embedded in problems. So mm. you think about value, people think about value as something that is a standalone or it doesn't stand alone. Value is something you derive from a problem or a pinpoint situation. So from a consultant point of view, if I see a problem, then I also see a way to add value, you know, for the business owners, if they have a problem, they're looking for a solution, not necessarily value, but from your point of view, you want to add value, uh, you know, such a way that they feel comfortable working with you or they, they, they trust that you're capable of solving their problem. So for me, the way I did that was basically just looking at where, you know, these problems exist, right? So mm -hmm. like, I, like I, I did things like, you know, uh, offering reports, you know, obligation free reports to, you know, businesses just to show them areas where they can improve their processes or areas, things that they can utilize that they may not already be using, mm. you know, providing things like that at no cost whatsoever mm. and just leaving them to it to think about it. You know, you're adding value before you're even engaged mm. with them. And they see that as something really compelling, you know, they want to work with you. Um, and another way I also, you know, do this is listening. I think this is like an underrated skill. Mm. You have to learn how to listen. You know, like I've been in meetings where people go away uh, thinking they know what the solution is only to call back two days later and ask, you know, asking questions all over yeah. again. That's because they never listen to <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. Unfortunately, we weren't able to upload the full episode due to technical difficulties, but if you would like to catch up with Tosin and what he does, please follow him at Passion Reveals Purpose on Instagram. We'll see you in the next episode.